Hello and welcome to the third episode of Filter Watch, a small media's monthly podcast on internet policy in Iran. I am Mo Hosseini. It's been four years since Hassan Rouhani was elected as Iran's president. Since May 2013, we've seen a lot of change in Iran's internet policy. On the top of looking at Rouhani's achievement in the ICT sector over the last four years, in this month's episode, we will also look at the role of social media and the internet in Iran's upcoming election in May. To discuss these topics, I will be joined by Amir Rashidi, an internet security researcher at the Center for Human Rights in Iran. But before that, here are this month's top headlines. Iran's president Hassan Rouhani's stated that access to social media is thanks to his government's fight for freedom. He also spoke out against the recent arrest of 12 Telegram admins, saying that no one should be arrested based on their political beliefs. Iran's judiciary has said that 12 arrested Telegram admins shared immoral content or had committed crime against national security. No additional details provided. Hossein Zolfagari, deputy interior minister for security, said that action will be taken against any early campaigning for the presidential election. He added that candidates must notify the Ministry of the Interior of their social media accounts and their channel's administrative details. Telegram founder Pavel Durov responded to claim that Telegram is in negotiation with the ICT ministry, stating that his company does not make deals with the government. Telegram announced that Iranian providers were blocking Telegram's call service. According to news agencies, 20 providers received a judicial order from the attorney general to block the service. Telegram has suggested users use VPNs to bypass the filtering. Those are the headlines. Next up, we will be discussing the role of social media and the internet in Iran's upcoming presidential election with Amir Rashidi. Rouhani was elected in the landslide victory in the 2013 presidential election, partly based on the surge of support from young Iranian and supporter of Iranian Green Movement. Rouhani offered to open up Iran to the world, promising greater international engagement, the release of political prisoners, and expanded civil liberties. But we have to remember that before Rouhani, there was Ahmadinejad, the fast-talking populist who ordered to blocking the leading social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook, blaming them for the 2009 unrest. Change did not come immediately after Rouhani came to office. But he assured citizens that his government was against information controls. He promised his supporters an open society, including free social media and open access to the internet. So did things really change for internet users in Iran? Did they get more freedom on social media? Well, at first, things didn't really change for most people. Iranian faced more filtering and Viber, Line and Signal have been throttled since the early stage of Rouhani's presidency. On other hand, Rouhani's government has not filtered other messaging apps such as WhatsApp and Telegram. However, preserving 
access to this platform has not always been politically convenient. Hardliners have repeatedly attacked Rouhani and pressed him to filter this platform. For instance, last week Iran's judiciary ordered that operators filter the Telegram's new call service. And whilst ICT Minister Mahmoud Boyezi has placed blame on the judiciary for its filtering, there has still been a lot of criticism directed at Rouhani administration. To discuss this in more detail, I will be joined by Amir Rashidi, Internet Security Researcher. Amir, welcome to Filter Watch. Thank you for having me. Amir, I believe you were in Iran at the time of the controversial 2009 presidential election. What has changed since then? Have things improved? Well, yeah, I was in Iran. I was really active in uh, uh, campaign election and things like that. And I left Iran exactly six months after the 2009 presidential election. Uh, have things improved or not? It's really independent. I mean, uh, speaking about uh, speaking of internet and internet freedom, internet speed, and things like that. Yes, definitely, some things has been improved. But the problem is always we are comparing this administration with Ahmadinejad administration. Just, just for example, the idea behind uh, national internet during the Ahmadinejad was making a wall around Iran and disconnected Iranian user from outside world. So this idea is not exist anymore in this ad- administration. So this means kind of improvement. But the problem is the national internet have been implemented and it's it's working in Iran and everyone they are all operating on national internet. So there is a national internet. Internet, but it's not as bad as Ahmadinejad uh, actually uh, was planning to do that. So things improved, but that doesn't mean there is uh, internet freedom in Iran. How well has Rouhani lived up to his election promises? So he promised to uh, provide uh, fast internet and re- reliable internet for I- Iranian user. We we can say kind of he 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 did it, but the problem is again with this national internet now there is two different uh, kind of internet traffic in Iran. One is the traffic inside Iran, only those websites and services that are are inside Iran, and another traffic is the international traffic. The thing is, uh, internet speed has been improved mostly for those websites and uh, services that are inside the country. For example, if you want to watch a movie on Opera in Iran right now, you can watch it really easy and you know it's cheap and really good. But if you want to watch the exact same movie on YouTube, it's not as fast as on Opera and it's not as cheap as on Opera. So uh, internet speed is improved and is, is, is much better, but mostly and mainly for the those websites and services that operating inside the country. So let's move to Telegram, the story of the day. The founder of Telegram has finally responded to claim that Telegram is working with the Iranian government. Does this put an end to questions about the collusion or do you think there is more to it? Well, uh, so far, always Telegram denied all the claims by Iranian government that they are working with Telegram or they are moving Telegram to Iran. So always Telegram uh, reject this this claim. Uh, so far, and I, I mean on the technical uh, aspect, so far there is nothing that we can 
prove Telegram is inside Iran. So Telegram is not operating inside Iran, and Telegram is operating outside Iran. And you know, uh, the, the problem with Telegram is Telegram has uh, a lot of users in Iran, and also Rouhani administrations. Uh, with using Telegram, I mean Rouhani and reformist uh, people, with using Telegram, they 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 can have a lot of benefits. We we've been seeing the the last uh, parliamentary election, reformist people could you know, uh, I mean one of the main reasons that they could uh, win the parliamentary election was using Telegram. Everybody in Iran <clears throat> right now they have access to a, a, a smartphone and you know. Uh, thanks to Rouhani government, they have access to 3G and 4G. So access to Telegram is really easy. Internet speed on 3G and 4G is, is really good. So they can, you know, uh, distribute their messages for their, their, their users. So they, they use Telegram for their own benefits. That's why always Iranian government try to, you know, push back hardliners and, you know, do, do not block Telegram anymore. How big a role do you think social media is going to play in the upcoming election? I think we are what, what we are seeing right now in Iran is a kind of we can we can call it a new wave of using social media platform after 2009. So to, let's let's say put it in this this phrase. We we had three different waves of using social media social networking in Iran. One was in 2009. Uh, that after the presidential uh, election in 2009, everyone used social media to send a message to outside world, to outside Iran, and you know to tell tell the story what's happening in Iran. So then, Iranian government they blocked almost all the social media in Iran. Twitter and Facebook was on first front of the uh, this this blocking wave. Then uh, it was quite uh, it was very very you know quiet since. The nuclear negotiation. Since nuclear negotiation, when Zarif took his office and used Twitter for his own purposes, you know, uh, everyone for getting in, uh, updated news for recent news, they went onto Twitter to, you know, read his tweet or other journalists tweet about the nuclear negotiation because, you know, of course, nuclear negotiation was really, really important for Iranian people. So that was a second wave of using. Uh, those kind of social media that were uh, that are blocked in Iran. The second wave is right now for the election. Uh, we, been, we 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 have been seeing that after the two after the uh, parliamentary election, one of the main reasons that uh, reformist people could win the election was using social media platform and some sort of you know instant messaging application like Telegram, because you know they don't have access to the IRB, uh, they don't have access to the state TV as easy as the hardliner they have access to. Uh, uh, printed media or even uh, uh, radio and state TV. So they use social media platform for send their messages for, you know, campaigning and things like that. That was the uh, one of the most important uh, time that people re- realize that they can use social media for their own political purpose. 
after that, right now, you know, using that, you know, great experience, right now, they are using, you know, almost all kind of social media that is existing in Iran. And, you know, regardless if it's blog or it's not blog, they're using live broadcasting on uh, Twitter. They're using live broadcasting on Instagram and also using different channels of uh, Instagram, uh, Telegram. So right now is the third uh, wave of using social media in Iran. And of course, uh, many hardliners are against that, like like Raisi, the another candidate of president, president candidate for the uh, presidency in Iran. He was totally against using any kind of social media when he was in judiciary. There are a lot of uh, interview that he said uh, using uh, social media is like, you know, uh, helping our enemy, something like that. But right now, he's, he, he has his Twitter account, he has his Instagram account, he has his uh, Telegram account. He's using all of these sort, different, different sorts of the social media platform to send his message to his supporters. That's the important thing because I think even hardliner, they learn their lesson. They learn that blocking is not the you know, solution. If you want to uh, achieve something in this world. I mean, today you need to use a modern platform and modern, uh, I mean, uh, technology. And have government attitude changed towards social media? Are we seeing official being more receptive toward it, or is there still a lot of suspicion regarding it? Most of the government official, most of the uh, official body, they they using that. They using that. It's still, they they claim a lot of different things. It's still, they claim using social media is you know helping our enemy or you know uh, storing our data outside of Iran is you know giving information to some some sort of you know uh, security agents like N- 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 NSA. But the reality is all of them they are using it because you know again today is I of impossible to be active on political area and don't use uh, social media. Still they are, you know, acting kind of weird and still they claim using all of these social media is helping our enemy. But I mean, on the other hand, they are using it. They are, they are on it. And, you know, there is no other solution. And that's, that's, that's an important lesson I think they learn after the parliamentary election. Rouhani and his minister have been using social media to talk to people during this election campaign. For instance, we've seen him using Instagram Live a lot. What advantage do media channels like this provide for him? Again, we have to look what happened, what happening in the election campaign. We know that uh, there was there was kind of uh, law. There, there, there was some people who were against having a live debate on a state TV, and a state TV said we don't have any live debate on a state TV. So the, that's a different because of we are living in different area, different area. You know doesn't matter if you blocking people to have access to the live debate on SATV or not. These, these people, these candidates, they all using live 
uh, Twitter broadcast. They are losing live broadcast on Instagram. So we are live and doesn't matter if a state TV block us or not. You know, this is this is advantage at this advantage. And if you read again one one more time again, the letter that Khamenei actually wrote to the new head of the IRB, the state TV, Iranian state TV, he by himself told to the head of the IRB that you have to be more active on cyberspace, which means he asked the state TV to do not just pay attention to, you know, your propaganda on state TV. You have to be active on uh, Internet and social media because, you know, all of this kind of social networking, you working as a media. It's not the only state TV that can send, uh, you know, give the people news or anything that they want. People can get information on social media. That That's a different, uh, you know, uh, period of time right now. And finally, Amir, do you think we will see any restriction imposed on access to social media platform and other online content as we get closer to May 19? Well, it's possible. Always, we have, we have, have, we had this experience that always during the election, uh, when the political atmosphere, you know, gets kind of radical, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, we always we face with it with more, more censure and filtering and blocking, like we they block uh, Telegram voice call, uh, and yeah, probably it's, but it's really independent of the political atmosphere. If this political atmosphere goes to, you know, be very harsh, yeah, of course, yes. But, you know, days ago, uh, when the Guardian Council disqualified Ahmadinejad, uh, his website was done for almost one night. And, you know, my research shows that his website was under a very heavy DDoS attack. So the, your answer is yes, but it's really independent of the political atmosphere. If the fear of, you know, somebody like Ahmadinejad, that maybe they, he come and said something harsh to them, yeah, they, 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 they are ready to do that. Amir, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. That's all for today's Filter Watch. Make sure to check out our latest podcast, which can be downloaded on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please also make sure to subscribe and review our podcast. If you are interested in all other internet policy news from this past month, be sure to check out our latest Filter Watch report. Lastly, make sure to follow us on Twitter at small underscore media and visit us online at smallmedia.org.uk. Thanks for listening.